107.7, 1077thebronc.com, proudly nominated for a 2019 and 2021 National Association of Broadcasters Marconi Award for College Radio Station of the Year, and broadcasting live from the Bronx all-new digital broadcast studios, welcome you to Your Pet Matters with Dr. Michael Tequila. Sit down, grab a blanket, and snuggle up with your furry family, because it's time for Your Pet Matters with Dr. T of Progressive Veterinary Care, where Dr. Michael Tequila will discuss everything you need to know to keep your fuzzy friends happy, healthy, and safe. Your Pet Matters is underwritten by Progressive Veterinary Care, 390 County Road, Route 518, Skillman. For more information online, it's ProgressiveVeterinaryCare.com. Here he is now, only on 107.7 The Bronx. Good morning and welcome to Your Pet Matters. I'm your host, Michael Dr. T. Tequila. And I wanted to start this episode off just with a little bit of warning, a buyer beware warning. It involves something that um, I experienced last couple weeks or so. So anyone who knows me knows that we're looking for another dog. And I have a specific criteria for the second dog. It's what I endearly term a big dumb boy dog. And I don't mean any offense by that. I mean, to describe this dog, it's a dog 50 plus pounds, usually of a lab or golden nature, appearance. Usually they're slightly overweight to start off with, but they tend to be pretty chill, pretty laid back, easygoing, you know, just that, that, Dog, they'll sit there and just go, you know, what's going on? That's the type of dog that we've had in the past. If anyone's ever heard me talk about Sonny, my golden, he was definitely like that. The foster dog we had, Bailey, was definitely like that. So we're, we're looking for something like that. And during this process, I use several resources. Um, anyone I know in a rescue group or shelter setting. I also use this wonderful online service. And I've interviewed the founder of the service, Angela Marcus. It is called GetYourPet.com. And I love it because what GetYourPet.com separates itself from a shelter setting or a rescue or foster setting is that you actually are adopting someone's pet. So in today's environment with COVID, with financial issues going on, many people can't either afford or lose the ability to get housing or whatever of their pet. and they don't really want to relinquish their pet to a shelter. Angela started her career as a technician and, and managed the uh, Philly SPCA. So she's seen her share of, you know, euthanasias due to just overcrowding situations, which inspired her to develop this app. And what it does is it puts current pet owners in touch with people like me looking for a pet. We fill out the criteria we're looking for. You come to a discussion with the current owner, you do a meetup in a neutral zone, and if things work out, you adopt the pet. And so my criteria was male, dog, 50-mile radius from my home, great with other dogs, kids, and cats, adult to senior, laid-back disposition, and, you know, trained, house-trained. Those are the criteria you can put in. And this dog named Rocky popped up. And I'm going to put a picture of Rocky up there. Literally, this is the photo of Rocky. Looks like a brown chocolate lab. Um, it's got the gray muzzle, listed as seven years old, listed in um, the upper side, the Manhattan area, according to the map, and had a guardian. And so I'm going, okay. So typically in that area, you, you see a lot of 
dogs, my whole general consensus of New York is that the dogs are laid back. They're pretty chill. And so I'm looking at his description and it says laid back and then energetic. And so in the app, you can actually reach out to the guardians. So I did, but sorry, let me backtrack. Prior to that, the guardian reached out to me immediately and said, do you want to adopt Rocky? And I've never had that before. And I thought it was just a little pushy, um, but it was, it was interesting. So, you know, we talked about it as a family and then I said, okay, I'll, t- I'll talk to him. I said, you know, I'm just curious, you know, can you clarify this laid back excitement? And the answer I got was written in kind of gibberish English. And I'm thinking it didn't match the location of this pet. Nor did I really understand it. Yeah, he's quiet and energetic. Let's meet up or something like that. And so I didn't even answer it. And then shortly after that, thank God for the robustness of this app. So part of what Angela told me, and if you want to listen to the interview, we'll get back and try to get a link to that interview. I made a YouTube video too with her. She said that there's a lot of security things. So apparently this whole thing got flagged. And it said it got flagged because a stock photo (laughs) was used for the dog. So... They warned me not to communicate with this dude outside of the app, which I have not or did not, thank God. And they're blocking this dude. I'm glad they did. And so the irony is the photo you're looking at is actually one. It's not the exact same photo, but this is the dog named, quote unquote, Rocky that I was looking at. And so I want to do this as just a warning. You know, when you go on these apps, when you do these things, you, you have to be well, regardless, you have to be careful even with your banking and everything like that. Um, one of my team members got their banking hacked. It's crazy. So change your passwords. Be very uh, vigilant about everything that way. Um, but just be careful with this. So had I contacted him outside the app, there might have been some security risk or anything. But, but I want to praise in all its highness is get your pet. Did a great job of flagging, warning me. Um, you know, and then I, I, I responded, I said, do I have any other security issues to warn out? And thank God Angela actually reached out to me, said, don't worry about it. Everything's cool. So it's a great app. It's a great, um, source to get a pet. I'm still gonna use them. Um, but it was, I just wanted to let you know that just, just buyer beware there. And that was an interesting story, but the, I love the fact that this is a stock photo. I think, I think the individual got them on Google or whatever. I use big, I use big stock talk, big Bigstockphoto.com is what I use. I get my, um, you know, stock photo images from there. But this is the one, and it's cracking me up. So just be careful. So my search continues. Um, currently, um, I did a link through PetFinder, and there is a dog named Romeo that I'm looking at. But I, if anyone's out there and listening and knows me, uh, big, dumb boy dog, <laughs> that's the criteria. Um, works out really well. And just, just because it's just such a great app, why don't we just go through what um, I typically go through. So I'm at getyourpet.com, and I'm signing in because um, I have an account, and I'm logging in, and I get notifications via email about things, um, and I'm going to actually browse pets right now. I'm going to browse pets because my dashboard, I've already dealt with it. So you get a choice of male or female, so I'm going to do male. I'm going to pick dog, 50 miles of my zip code. I'm going to look at the age range. So you can scroll this bar. I'm just going to put, I don't know, six years of age to 20. 
size, I'm fine with medium through large. Extra large is over 75. I'm not. Well, you know what? Extra large. <laughs> energy. Shoes energy. So I'm like low to average. Compatibility. Compatibility with children under, above five, under five, five to 10, over 10. So my kid's over 10. I want compatibility with cats and dogs. Apply. Coat. I don't care about coat. Uh, newly published pet profile. Don't really care about that. Um, sort by adoption deadline or distance. I think I've already put that criteria in. So it automatically comes up with certain um, pets in my area. Currently, right now, there's a pity cross named Madden about 38 miles away. So I'm actually going to increase my range to 100 mile distance. And here comes a bunch. Um, oh, I've seen some of these guys before. I'm starting to get a little teary-eyed here. But um, so there's a whole bunch here. So uh, and then if I click on the individual, so, so there's a really cool looking dog named Moose. He's a male, eight years old, he's 55 miles away. Shows you how many days they have left on the site. Um, so here we go. So Moose is a very loving, active chocolate lab. He loves walks in the woods. So this is a description of them. Um, location, how many people have viewed it, um, how many inquiries there have been. They have these boxes. So Moose is quiet, laid back, sensitive, calm, friendly, eager to please, affectionate, playful. He likes to be brushed, to be with people, to be petted, to ride in the car. He's good with dogs, cats, children of any age group, men, women, and new people. Wow. Moose sounds pretty cool. So it says if you want to, he's eight years, one month old. If you want to um, connect with him, oh, sorry, I'm going to scroll down more. So um, this person's been Moose's guardians for seven years, 10 months, so basically most of his life. Needs a home because there's not enough time to spend with Moose. and needs a home by a set day. Is he neutered? Yes. What breed is he? Which, which sort of hair coat? What color? What size? He's over 75 pounds. What type of food does he eat? Can he be kept home alone? And that's a big one too. And so the answer is yes. He lives with, currently who does he live with? Kids, cat, dogs, and cats. Does he have any formal training? Does he, what commands can he do? Um, will he come when called? Does he walk well on a leash? Do you let him trim your nails? Is he house trained? Is he on any medications? Does he have any certain medical conditions? Who's your vet? Last visited vet when current on vaccines and tick and flea and heartworm prevention, it always tells this. Um, and then it gives additional information. Aww. Oh my God. He's got a brother. So his brother's on here too. Oh my Lord. So um, let me back. Oh, geez. I feel really bad. Um, but see, that, that's, that's what you get. And you're, you're going to get like me. You're going to get sucked into all this stuff. But um, this is what you get. But it's a great service. So if I wanted to, um, to do this, to actually meet up, I can click, click a button. Oh, man, Moose and Mellow. Um, you can actually click a button to contact the Guardian. Connect with, and they have the name of the Guardian. And you connect and you communicate through this app. And then you could come up to meet um, at a place. So there, there was a dog we were interested in once, but he was just, he's a wild dude. Um, but you get to meet them in a secure location, and it was pretty cool. So I think this app is excellent. I think this service is excellent. I think it's so unique. And so I really want to thank them for, um, you know, thank you, Angela, um, for looking out for me in a case like this. So let's take a break, and we'll come back and talk some more. After these messages, stay right here on Your Pet Matters on 107.7 FM. You can download the app, WRRC1, 
right here at thebronc.com. We're back with the Weekend Rewind edition of Your Pet Matters with Dr. T of Progressive Veterinary Care, only on 107.7 The Bronx. We're back with Your Pet Matters with Dr. T of Progressive Veterinary Care, discussing everything you need to know to keep your furry friends happy, healthy, and safe, only on 107.7 The Bronx. Welcome back. If you're just joining us, it's me, Michael Dr. T Tequila, right here on Your Pet Matters on 107.7 FM on your dial. You can always listen to us in our audio archives if you hit 1077thebronc.com or if you have our app, WRRC1. Lots of great educational programs, great music listening on this station, and the students do a great job of their own programming. Let's switch gears here. Um, It's been a little over two years since Holly passed, and... She was our dog for, oh, geez, 2012, so almost almost seven years or so. She came as an adult, as most of our dogs do. She was, quote, unquote, dumped on us. <laughs> um, purebred Golden. I've never bought a purebred dog in my life, but I've owned several. Um, she came initially as, I felt bad because she was adopted. Let me get this story straight. She was adopted by the husband brought home to a family who didn't really like her and the husband and wife divorced and he left the dog and the wife really didn't want them. So my in-laws took her and then basically said they're bringing her down to us. <laughs> she was Canadian. Um, she came with a small mass on her knee. Um, that mass turned out to be mast cell cancer. It's one of the most common skin cancers we do find. It was listed as low grade and so we got good margins, and I took the, made the decision to monitor. The famous video I made was approximately about a year before she passed. It was called Why I Slept on the Couch for Three Weeks. So in her senior years, Holly suffered from what we call vestibular disease. It is a condition where your dog or cat can lose their balance. They can be nauseous. If you look at them, their head may be tilted. Their eyes will literally be moving from side to side. We call that nystagmus. And they're basically in fairly rough shape. It, it, it can be a very stressful thing for pet owners and, and pets themselves. So um, definitely have your pet seen. In her case, I reviewed this as what we call typical senior vestibular syndrome where we put them on anti-nausea medication and that can last anywhere from a few days to a few weeks um and being the way i am i reached out to a neurologist and talked and there's there's other causes so vestibular disease can occur if there's a severe ear infection um you get that inner ear vertigo syndrome going on if there's potentially a neurologic or brain issue going on, um, if there's been trauma to the back of the head. So it, it involves the balance system that resides in the back of the brain, the vestibular system. And it can be caused by different things that can affect that or your inner ear issue. Um, but in many old dogs, we call it idiopathic, which means unknown origin. And so many cases that many vets have dealt with have always been that that way um in the old days um they were thrown on antibiotics and steroids and everything but unless you can find something 
medical, then you can just use anti-nausea medication. So in her case, it took a while, and I took that as just her being senior, um, and she recovered. Um, there's a potential that sometimes their, their pupil dilation will vary. Sometimes their eyes will not appear as similar, um, and that can go on for a while or can potentially be permanent. So just be aware of that. But you know, um, they can't really move or climb, and they really don't want to eat until they can get their balance back, and that was that was difficult for Holly, so I slept with her on the couch. Um, Holly's passing occurred quite suddenly. She woke up, she woke us up. Um, she, it was like 1.30 in the morning, and she was actually having seizures uh, for a dog that has never had seizures in her life before. It, and at her age, I think it was 12-plus years of age, I was deeply concerned. Um, rushed her to emergency. My friends at VSEC, and the first thing I asked for was a chest radiograph. Why you ask? Um, I always worry about cancer, and I was proven right. In her lung field, it was filled with um, metastatic or cancer spread, and so when a lot of tumors are in your pets and they decide to spread, they will go to the lung field. So the prognosis is really not good. And so we made a decision um, on her, and that was tough. That was tough. That was the first time my son was um, cognizant of life and death of a pet. Um, we lost Sonny when he was two years old, so he really didn't understand what was going on. So um, we, were, we had a family discussion, and, and that happened. And so, um, but I thank all of you who watched the YouTube video, and I'm still getting comments on that video. Um, but I, I promised I would make a follow-up video, and I will. Um, and the follow-up video is about this. It's so it's, it's what do pets bring to your life? And, and so what Holly's passing really instilled in me was a, a need for better senior wellness. So I, I was asked at a meeting, I, I really wanted to implement a really good senior wellness program, and I'll go over that. And I was asked at a meeting, well, we should do it after they start to get symptoms. I said, no, our, our role here is to, is early detection of disease. Our role here is to prevent things from happening. And so I will use Holly as an example, and, it, and it's almost a so-called guilt example. What could I have done? What preliminary tests could I have done to foresee things happening? And how could I implement that for better patient care? And so all of us get old, and as we get old, our own human doctors are talking about, well, you know, we need to check your blood pressure, um, we need to check your, your eyes more, we need to check your heart more. So those are, those are, are typical things that we can do, but I, I want to take that one step further, and blood work, I want to take that one step further. So we, we already have a very robust blood panel, and if you've heard me talk before, the blood Blood work is the window to the body. It enables us to see things within your pet that might not be presenting on physical exam. So what other windows to the body can we do? Um, blood pressure is silent. High blood pressure is silent. It's called the silent killer. So doing routine blood pressure measurements on your pets to determine if they do have high blood pressure is huge. Part of our typical exam is listening to the hearts. So we're listening for heart murmurs or anything like that. But how, do we, how can we look into the body? You can't always feel a tumor. And many times we find tumors when we're looking for other things. Um, we call those incidental findings. An example of this is, is um, I would take an x-ray of a dog and look that may have been vomiting or, you, or anything or um, 
Now, let, let, let me backtrack. A, a great example is, is if you take a cat, cats are very good at hiding arthritis. So if a cat happens to be vomiting and you take it, an x-ray, a radiograph of a cat, you can see a lot of severe arthritis going on. So we call that an incidental finding. I'm finding something other than what I was actually looking for. But I, I want to create a program where we're actually looking for things. Um, a dog came in for limping. And um, his blood was just on the slight range of early potentially becoming anemic. And so he was a golden. And so I do worry about splenic tumors and so forth. So I took an x-ray of the abdomen. His spleen looked great, but he had two stones in his stomach, which need to be removed. Again, an incidental finding. So windows into bodies. I think that performing annual radiographs of your pet is something that we could find things that may not have been there. An enlarged liver, a mass, a change in the kidney, arthritis, changes to the bony vertebrae. Anything like that, I think, is huge. And I think we should do that on a regular basis. I may have found something in Holly. If I did chest rads, I may have found early spread of something and then done a big, a big search for that. So um, I really think that Doing radiographs on your pet once a year is not out of the question. If you're worried about the extent of radiation, um, it takes a long time to develop cancer due to radiation. And currently, pets don't live that long, unlike us. So you could take radiographs. There's not been like a shown example of causing issues that way. In fact, they use radiation to treat some arthritis. Um, radiation oncology friend of mine does that. It's common in Germany for humans to have radiation to treat arthritis. So, um, and the, the, because of digital radiographs now, the dosing is incredibly low. So I think that a good senior program would include some sort of visualization. A good senior program would probably include an ultrasound too. So x-rays enable us to see gross changes. So big changes in organs or masses, but the ultrasound can actually look into that organ and see something. So a good senior program should be blood work. And the reason why we do blood work twice a year is in your pet's life, when they're getting older, they don't age seven years to every one year of us, but they age several years, two to four years to every year of us. So it's like getting blood work every two years on your pet if you do it every six months in human time. And some of us are getting blood work every three months in human time. So think about that. And can a change occur in three months? Heck yeah happens a change can occur in a month you could be in a normal situation in a month a month later there's something going on with you well picture if you aged multiple times more or things happen to your body multiple times faster so that's the important thing people go well i just had blood work like four months ago well anything can happen anything can happen covid happened within a month or two and it's changed all our lives so anything can happen so implementing a good senior program with regular exams blood work Urinalysis. Urine always completes the picture. Um, lots of times blood work doesn't show what the urine can show. And some visualization, whether it's radiographs and or ultrasound, are, I think, good measurements of senior wellness and blood pressure as well. So Holly instilled in me that desire to do that, and we're implementing that now. So let's take a short break. We'll come back talking more right here on Your Pet Matters, 107.7 on your FM dial. 
Every weekend, you'll find a project to get involved with. And sometimes, it'll include your scaly or furry partner in crime. From Your Pet Matters with Dr. T, it's time for Producer's Pet Project. Your go-to for pet news, recall alerts, adoption services, and overall helpful tips and tricks to keep your best friend happy and healthy. Producer's Pet Project is underwritten in part by Progressive Veterinary Care. Hello, everyone. I hope you're enjoying this episode of Your Pet Matters. I'm your producer, Wade Buchanan, and today I want to talk about seven cool pet tools that make life easier for us and our furry friends. Sometimes we don't give enough credit to the tools that are used to keep our furry friends happy and healthy. For without them, we may not have the simplistic lifestyle of taking care of another. So allow me to take the time to talk about seven cool pet tools that make our life that much easier. The first is the pet monitor. Making sure your pet is safe is the most important part of being a parent. Summer heat can be crazy and temperatures above 115 degrees Fahrenheit can make your hot trailer even hotter. This is especially dangerous when you have to go places they are not allowed to come. However, leaving your pet inside a trailer or an RV doesn't have to be worrying. This pet monitor is designed to give you peace of mind and makes keeping an eye on your pet that much easier. It shows temperature, humidity, and also your pet's heat on your smartphone. You can set it up to send you alerts the moment the temperature gets to the dangerous zone for your pet. This is extremely important since their comfort zone varies from breed to breed. You can customize the monitor's comfort zone to your pup's needs easily. The second tool I want to talk about is the dog grooming kit. Grooming your furry friend every month can be a little hard in your wallet. Adding to that, your dog probably hates the grooming, and grooming time is hard for both of If that's the case, it's time to take matters into your own hands. This grooming kit comes with a pet clipper, comb attachments, cleaning brush, a nail file, stainless steel scissors, and a comb. The pet clipper is so quiet that your easily spooked puppy won't even flinch. Getting better at grooming takes patience and practice. However, once you get used to it, Grooming time might be a bonding activity for you and your furry friend. The next tool I want to talk about is the pet shower kit. Bathing your dog is not an easy feat, and bathing your cat, well that's another story. This product enables you to bathe your pet in the same way you would pet them with one hand. You will also have your other hand to keep them under control. Aquapaw has an in-palm flow switch which makes it very easy to use. Also. The close proximity relaxes your furry friend and makes them feel at ease. The next tool I want to talk about is the dog nail grooming kit. Cutting your dog's nails at home, you probably hate it, and your dog probably hates it even more. It might be a trying time for both of you since nail scissors are not exactly the easiest to use. But with this tool, you can trim and file your dog's nails without a fuss. They might be weary of it at first, but with created training and tasty treats do wonders. The next item I want to talk about is the pet vacuum attachment. Probably the only downfall of having a furry friend is the fur part, especially during the seasonal changes. The shedding problem might be bigger than you can handle with IKEA lint rollers. This vacuum attachment enables you to vacuum several dogs worth of shedding fur, dirt, and ticks in a short time. Your furry friend will probably love the extra attention you are giving them and appreciate the petting slash vacuum session. They might even come back for more. 
The next item I want to be talking about is the multifunction biting toy. Pet toys generally have a steady demand, but one of the newest types of pet toys is gaining popularity quickly at the moment. Referred to as the multifunction biting toy, these dog toys combine different types of biting toys all into one. These items include a rope, a blue ball on one end that helps clean the dog's teeth, and another sphere on the other side that contains a bell to help keep the dog's attention and playful attitude in mind. While they look simple enough to humans, for dogs, they promise a variety of entertainment options. Multifunction biting tools are easy to market. You can promote them as multiple toys for the price of one, or you can highlight how dogs love them more than traditional toys. While the name is not yet well known and somewhat disputed, which is commonly referred to as a molar bite toy, you can use other popular keywords such as interactive pet toys or self-playing pet toys. The last item I want to talk about, although it's not necessarily a tool, is still a necessity for your pet's survival, and through the help of engineers, has been commandeered to help pets with certain issues going on internally. And of course, I'm talking about pet food. This can range from anywhere from more organic food to food that helps out with certain systems. For my dog that sadly passed away a few years ago, he used to come in with stomach problems. So we would buy treats and other edible assortments to kind of help him get his stomach settled. And through the science and engineering through food, we were able to help fix his stomach and he would pretty much eat anything. So this is technically still something that engineers have gone through and worked on and kind of improved to be honest. That's all the time I have for this episode. Tune in next week where I discuss more ways to keep your furry friends happy, healthy, and safe. Till then, back to Dr. T and your pet matters. I'm your producer, Wade Buchanan, and I will see you all in the next one. Bye-bye. That was today's segment of Producer's Pet Project. Your one stop for all things pet news, recall alerts, adoption services, and more. Be sure to tune in next time. And for a more in-depth conversation, listen to Your Pet Matters with Dr. T every Saturday morning at 10 a.m. Producer's Pet Project is underwritten in part by Progressive Veterinary Care. Only on 107.7 The Bronx. We're back with the Weekend Rewind edition of Your Pet Matters with Dr. T of Progressive Veterinary Care. Only on 107.7 The Bronx. We're back with Your Pet Matters with Dr. T of Progressive Veterinary Care. Discussing everything you need to know to keep your furry friends happy, healthy, and safe. Only on 107.7 The Bronx. And we're back. Thanks for joining us every Saturday at 10 a.m. right here on Your Pet Matters. I'm your host, Michael Dr. T. Tehiwa, and... I just wanted to to finish the show by talking about my relationship with specialists and how it's not only enhanced my ability to practice better medicine, it's also made the practice so much stronger. Um, I'm fortunate. I, I work with three specialists that are mobile that come to the practice and help me out, help my patients out in three categories. and and. I think that every practice owner should try to embrace this and actually have more. So right now I have internal medicine come. I have a board certified surgeon and a board certified cardiologist. The beauty about this, and most recently my my surgeon came, 
and he was going to perform a bone biopsy on a golden named Bono. And during the time we were working up for the bone biopsy, Bono swallowed some rocks. And so timing was great that I had Dennis Ting, he's a board-certified surgeon at Princeton Veterinary Surgery, come in. And the beauty about this, it's, it's something that I could have done the surgery to remove the rocks. And they were lodged in the stomach. So to remove the rocks, the pr- protocol, the, the actual surgery is called a gastrotomy. But since Dennis was coming to do the bone biopsy, we discussed with the owner and had Dennis do the surgery. And it's interesting because what it enabled me to do was actually learn a few techniques that to Dennis, this is just routine stuff, but it's interesting to see his approach and learn some techniques about suturing and ideas about, you know, how to position yourself and everything for the surgery. And it was fun. It was, it was, it was a great experience. The dog did great under anesthesia. The dog did great with surgery, got two rocks and some hairy thing removed. I'll post a picture of that and we got good sampling for the bone biopsy. So it, it's really good. And, and Dennis comes on a regular basis. So the beauty for me is that any sort of orthopedic concern I have, Dennis is available to look at the radiographs. And then if we need specialized surgery, whether it's orthopedic or soft tissue, he's available. And it, and it makes just a great experience. The, the clients love it because they're able to have their pets remain at their regular vet, namely me. And we're able to get a specialized service coming in. The team loves it because they get to experience working with a specialist like Dennis and performing anesthesia. And it, honestly, the technicians actually love working and doing the anesthesia. And the, the beauty for me is I get to experience having a specialist there and learn from them as well. And it creates a great camaraderie and it, it's very interesting. So I really enjoy doing this. Uh, the second specialist that comes in is Dr. Ryan Keegan. He's a board-certified cardiologist. And right now, he's, he's got a different scenario. He, he has, actually has this awesome Mercedes van that comes, and he performs all his procedures in there because of COVID. But he pops in, and we have a chat and talks to me about things. And, and again, he's available. He's available for just informal discussions with me. He's available for me to send ECGs to. Um, part of our cardiac workup is we'll, we do chest radiographs, we do a blood pressure measurement, and we do electrocardiogram in-house. And that's our basic cardiac workup that we send to him, and he gives us his feedback on that. And most often than not, that leads to an actual consult with him, and he comes in and does what we call an echo, which is a, an ultrasound of the heart. And so you get an incredibly great heart workup, and you get the best approach. You know, I'm always talking about best medicine with the team and we're talking about great progressive approaches to medicine. So having specialists like these come in, you just get a better patient care. And again, the clients love it because their pet remains at the very least affiliated, if not physically present in their veterinarian's hospital, namely me, which is great. And it works out really good. And the third specialist that comes is an internal medicine specialist, Dr. Debbie Ward, who comes in and she does, she can do um, heart ultrasounds too, but she does, for us, she does abdominal ultrasounds. And they range from anything. Um, 
cancer diagnoses to foreign bodies to Cushing's disease to liver kidney issues. So every time we have abnormal physical exam, abnormal blood work and urinalysis, we and abnormal radiographs or x-rays, we we again, I can consult with her um, on unusual blood panels. We we send her the blood work and she'll give us her feedback. More often than not, that leads to a, a consult with her on ultrasound. And she's done some wonderful things with us and she's able to give me ideas of what's going on. Um, often in cats, when cats, we call them ADR cases, ain't doing right cases, a lot of times it could be lymphoma, but we're not really feeling it. We're not really seeing it. Um, blood work is questionable, but then you come in, you do an ultrasound and you can see things. So it's really great to have what I call an expert's opinion on dealing with cases. And the beauty about ultrasound in general is I tell clients, I say, listen, we do, there, we do a physical exam and we're able to see, hear, and feel, and depending on like ear infections, not smell, we're able to use our senses to determine if there's something wrong with your pet. But there's a limit to what that can do. And then we say, okay, maybe I, maybe I feel a large liver. So I'll take a radiograph or an x-ray and I'll see a large liver. But x-rays are limited in that they can show me big, large changes. Is there a mass? Is the liver bigger than normal? Is there a foreign object? Is there mineralization? Are there broken bones? Those are, those are you know, in many cases for the soft tissue, the, the organs, it's limited. And when you get an ultrasound, you're doing a non-invasive approach and you're able to look inside those organs to determine, is that enlarged liver the liver itself? Is there a mass in the liver? Are there nodules on the spleen? I know my blood work's telling me kidney issues are, are a problematic, but when you use the ultrasound, you can actually see the blood flow through the kidneys. The pancreas looks like it's inflamed on blood work. The blood work's indicating wrong, but we can actually visualize the pancreas. And if there is a mass, you have the option of it's, it's, it's an invasive technique, but it's very limited. You can actually take a fine needle aspirin of that mass. So it's, it's wonderful. And then from the heart standpoint, I can hear a murmur. I can take x-rays of the chest and I can say that heart's enlarged or that part of the heart is enlarged. But when Ryan comes in, he's able to look at the heart with the ultrasound, peer right into it, see the blood flow, see the movement, see the valves move, see the, how thick the vessel uh, are, how thick the actual heart itself is, and give a much better image. And then, you have to keep in mind, these people are specialists, so they've not only got the degree I have, they've taken it to the further limit. They've gone to school at least three to seven years longer to specialize in an area that they are passionate about. And it's great. It's great just to have discussions with them or, or feed off questions. And Dennis, so Dennis comes in and it's, it's great to talk to Dennis too because he comes in and he's, when he's in there surgically, it's just amazing to see what he can do. But um, again, I, I run things by him. We did, we did a liver, um, went in for do a abdominal explore once and we determined things with this liver that were just amazing because we did every modality we could and we're getting questionable results. We did 
radiographs ultrasound. And so it comes to a point in many cases where you have to go in surgically and explore. And we discovered things with, um, with a particular case that we wouldn't have discovered elsewhere. So I think if you're a practice owner and you're not utilizing these services, um, I think you're missing out on an education process, not only for you and your team. My team loves working with these people. So, so when, when, when Dennis comes in and the technician is there doing the anesthesia with him, when Debbie Ward comes in, technician's there looking at the ultrasound with them. When um, Keegan comes in, sometimes he uses our technician to, to look at the, the heart itself. So it's, it's great. They, they get a learning process. I get a learning process. We get immediate answers. And again, the, the patient is still intimately in tie with the practice. Now, having said this, there are wonderful referral centers too. And I have great relationships with many of these referral centers, many of the individuals within them. And so referring is also an option. So one of the police dogs recently had a, a laceration under his eye and was referred out and they did a wonderful surgical repair of that. So that's, that's phenomenal. So I think utilizing all these sorts of relationships is just great because in the end, you get better patient care, your clients are happy, and everyone wins. It's a win-win situation. So I'm really happy with my relationships with um, everyone, and I think it's, it's working out really good. So just wanted to discuss that. Okay, well, our time is up. It's been wonderful as always, and um, I think we're prepping for a snowstorm. Who isn't lately, huh? But remember, everyone, love your pet like they love you unconditionally. Have a great day. That was Your Pet Matters with Dr. T of Progressive Veterinary Care. You can tune in right here every Saturday at 10 a.m. Or to hear more right now, you can go to 1077thebronc.com slash yourpetmatters, where you can download past episodes as podcasts on your favorite platform like Apple, Google, Spotify, and more. Your Pet Matters is underwritten by Progressive Veterinary Care, 390 County Road, Route 518, Skillman. For more information online, it's progressiveveterinarycare.com. We'll see you next time, only on 1077 The Bronx.